0: Welcome to Beside the Burn for Friday the 4th of March. We're continuing our series on the 40 women from Eden to Easter during this Lent period and today on day 3 we come to the story of Hagar. I'm glad that I don't have to pick who the 40 women are that we're going to be studying. I'm very thankful that it's already been decided for us in this book because although it's been easy as last few days to pick Eve and Sarai and now Hagar, it will get more and more difficult as time goes on who to include and who to leave out of the story. But today we come to Hagar. And Hagar is a good example of why this little series is so important. Because Hagar is someone that we quite often skip over in the story. We want to get to the more important parts about Abraham. And therefore, Hagar gets mentioned, but it's a rather sordid tale, the tale of Hagar and how she fits into all of this. So the quicker we can skip over her, usually the better. But whenever we pause and we take time to look at Hagar, she gives us some wonderful insights into our relationship with God and into our relationship with Jesus Christ. Here is a woman who has been mistreated. She's been mistreated by her employers. Not only her employers, but really her owners, Abram and Sarai. And they basically decide to do whatever they want with Hagar, and Hagar has very little choice about it. Yet, God remembers Hagar. And the phrase that Hagar uses is, God sees me. And that is going to be the important idea throughout this passage today. What a reassurance to know that God sees me. It's not just that God is aware of us. It's not just that he knows that we're about. He sees us and he sees everything about us. We are cared for. We are loved. Jesus sees us and the reason he came and offered himself as a sacrifice on the cross is because he sees us in our sin and he has compassion for us and he wants us to be forgiven for our sins. Now, there is the flip side to that. Whenever somebody sees us, that can also be a scary prospect that God sees everything that we've ever done wrong, that God sees where we've messed up and notices what we've done wrong. But it is the assurance here that is more important because God sees us, knows what we've done and still loves us and cares for us. So we're going to read the second half of Genesis 16. Uh, Yesterday we read verses 1 to 6 whenever we were looking at Sarai. And today we're going to read verse 6 again and then read on to verse 14. So let's hear God's word. And we see immediately as we we repeat verse 6, the position that Hagar had in this household. She was a nobody. She was just a commodity that they could do whatever they wished with her and nobody really cared about her. Your slave is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert, It was a spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, You are now pregnant and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Ber Lehoi Roy. It is still there between keresh and Berehin. So Hagar bore Abram a son and Abram gave him the name Ishmael to the son she had borne him. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael. Amen. So what an encounter. And here is Hagar, a slave who is being mistreated. And yet she is being mistreated at the hands of a couple who God is going to bring about his great nation from them. And they are held up as heroes. And yet we see this other side to them. In today's world, it's very difficult for us to hold two sides of the one person together we want everything to be black or white we want someone to be good or bad but whenever we have a mixture of both we find it almost impossible to bring the two together and hold on to them so in this particular case we would immediately write off sarah for the way that she's mistreated hagar we would write off abram for the way that he has just used hagar for what he wants So it would appear, as Ros points out, that Hagar is invisible. She is a nobody. And it's no fun being an invisible woman. And quite often women are not given the credit for what they do. Quite often they're just seen as being behind a man and supporting a man. And here Hagar is very much just being mistreated and misused by those around her. No one asks Hagar, as Ros points out, whether she wants to sleep with Abram. No one asks whether she wants to have his baby. No one asks whether she's fine with handing that baby over to another woman. Hagar just doesn't matter. It's only her body, her baby, her life after all. But whenever Sarai adds insult to injury, treating Hagar cruelly for following her own orders, Finally, Hagar snaps and she runs away. And this is where she encounters God as she has run away. And she comes to this understanding that God sees her. It's verse 13. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. Uh, There's a film that was released maybe about 10 years ago, Avatar, and it involves humans going to a faraway planet and encountering a a different species. And they they come alongside the species and they try uh, to understand who they are and what motivates them. And the compliment is given uh, whenever one of the characters says, I see you and you see me. And it's this idea that whenever we truly understand somebody, we are seen by them. They look at us and they understand the very essence of who we are. And that's what Hagar feels with God. She has been seen. She has been noticed. She has been loved. And that's where we are with Jesus Christ. He, he notices us. We're not nobodies to Jesus. We're people that he has died for, given himself for, has suffered for, and he loves us. Now, as Rose points out in this story, there's no happy ending for Hagar. She doesn't live happily ever after. She's going to give birth to a son. She's going to have to run away again. They're almost going to die in the future. But God has promised to look after them. Even the son Ishmael is going to be hard work to look after. He's going to be a donkey of a man. But she has been seen and she knows that God is with her. So today, take heart. Whatever your circumstances, no matter how much you've been mistreated, no matter how bad things have been or are becoming, you are seen by God. He notices you and He will take care of you. So let's pray the prayer at the end of the chapter. O God, who sees us, who knows us in our inmost being, who values and cares for us in every way, you know the people we have overlooked. You value and care for the people we have counted worthless. Transform the way we see ourselves and teach us to see others as you see them. Amen.